Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Staub. All right, welcome to Legally Sound Smart Business. This is Nasser Pasha. And this is Matt Staub. And welcome to our business podcast where we cover business news and also add our legal twist to the business news and also answer some of your business legal questions that you, the listener, who are businesses that can send to ask at LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com. You said the word business quite often in that intro. I just want to emphasize that we're focusing on businesses. This has been the week of intros where I've critiqued your... I've never listened prior to this week, so i (laughs) yeah, finally listening. So every episode's been a critique of your intro. I think eventually we'll get a pretty good one, but... Usually it's me just saying how perfect the intro is, and then we just get started. This time it's like you saying the opposite, which hurts my feelings. (laughs) So speaking of critiques, we have... We need to keep track of how many times we talk about these different companies because we're going to talk about Yelp again. Our nemesis. I don't know how I feel about this. I think as a business owner, I I wouldn't want it. So now customers can direct message you on Yelp as a business owner. A customer can go to Yelp, type in blah, 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 restaurant or what have you. and, And instead of just posting a review or looking through, they can now, I guess, just essentially chat with you on Yelp. And of course, this is an optional thing. So businesses can disable it, not even deal with it. But I feel like this is just going to be... I guess I don't see the value in this. It seems like this is going to be such a hassle for businesses. And what if a bunch of your competitors are doing it, then you're going to feel obligated as a business owner to also do it because they might think that you're not there. And also at the same time, there's it's going to tell you how long people have been waiting to get response. I feel like businesses are going to have to hire someone just to handle this. Well, yeah, I guess it depends. I don't know how they actually receive it, whether the business owner gets a text message or an email or whatever. But one thing that I don't like is it's just another way for Yelp to kind of dig in their claws in the dependence of these businesses, you know, in the sense that more and more now, it's not getting any better for these small, medium-sized businesses that get these wacko reviews from the competitors or from previous employees or what have you. And there's very little that they can do about it on the Yelp side, especially if they're put up on a dummy account or whatever. And we've talked about this in the past, but now it's another reason why these businesses are going to be dependent upon Yelp, which I just wish there was a better competitor. I guess there is competitors to Yelp, I guess Google Places and I don't know what else, but I'm sure there's other directories. But problem is, is just Yelp is just so prominent. But otherwise, a lead's a lead, right? If it's convenient to the customer and they contact the business that they may not have otherwise because of that, then I guess that's good for business. But long-term wise and big picture, I'm not necessarily too thrilled about it. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering too, what... I just can't think of a situation where I would want to ask the business a question. The only question I really ever have for a business is, you know, how late are you open? <laughs> And so you could find that on the Yelp page. So that's not doesn't really matter. But like, what is someone going to chat with a business about? This is a response to. There's another website, and this I, this is a cool website, and I encourage everyone to go to. It's called talktoo.com. Matt, let's put that in our show notes. Basically, if you have a question for a business, like for example, I just went there right now. So someone asked the Embassy Suites of Houston, what types of cheeses are on the cheese and crackers plate from Embassy Grill. So literally, you send that question, and even if they're not signed up for this service, by the way, somehow they get a call, and I think it's some robot talking to them, and then they respond 
saying, you know, oh, we have this type of cheese or whatever, right? And I've actually used this before too. Like instead of like, I remember I was going to take my car into service like in a couple of days, but I didn't have time to call in and make sure I got the right person. I just sent this message and I said, hey, I, I'm going to be 30 minutes late. And then they replied, okay. And it was just some small okay. car shop down around the corner. Okay. So that was, that's pretty neat. See, that makes sense. But I mean, I just went to it. First thing on here in San Diego, <laughs> asking someplace, what are the Saturday lunch hours in price? Like this is all stuff that like if you had the time to go to this website and type that in, you could just go to their page. This is all information that's readily available. Uh, yeah, that's true. Well, like for example, here's one for Target. <laughs> Do you sell grill covers? And it says, we have a couple here. One goes for $31.99 and the other one is $29.99. That, that's pretty neat. Or do you have a PlayStation 4 in stock? And <laughs> some of these are pretty hilarious. This is a place. Do you have any croissants left? <laughs> uh, well, I, I love blueberry donuts and they always seem to go quickly because they don't make enough of them. So I'd like to like on Friday mornings or Saturday mornings, I'd like to ask if you have any blueberry donuts left. I'm going to do that this weekend. I mean, I get an A, but blueberry donuts. I don't, I don't even know what that is. Well, you don't like sweets. So it's True. basically a donut with blueberries in it. It's kind of like a blueberry muffin fried, I think I would compare it to. Okay. So that's the direct message on Yelp is uh, my answer. Don't use that. Use talkto.com. And encourage your customers to do so as well. And like I said, this Yelp feature is completely optional for businesses. So, I mean, if they don't want to do it, they don't have to. I guess it's another thing. We'll just have to see how there's a possibility that this is going to go into place. No one will use it and they'll just get rid of it or it'll just become obsolete and it won't matter. But it's a wait and see. So we'll have to just check it out and circle around in six months. Let's get into the question of the day. A short one, which I prefer. We know. <laughs> What's the most important thing to include in a non-compete agreement? And I'm assuming this is coming from the... Actually, I don't know what this has come from. Maybe an employer working with another. Maybe it's business to business. Maybe it's an employer to employee. I hope it's not an employer employee. It's just hard to answer that question if it's an employer employee because it varies so much by state. Like California is non-enforceable and then New York has a reasonable standard and reasonableness takes into consideration how long it is, what kind of geographical limitations does it have and so forth. But let's just take it from a B2B perspective. Uh, what kind of geography are we talking about? Are we talking about whether it's statewide, countywide, or the nation? And then for how long? What is it? One year, two years, 10 years? And then what is actually being prohibited from competing? The more specific you are is usually the better because then there's no ambiguity. Saying that you can't compete with us with the business that we're in, and there's some general clauses in that, that's sufficient. But if you want to specify what your business is in, it's better. Unless your business is constantly changing for some reason, then you may have other issues. But those are three things to include, and I'm probably missing some other things. What else, Matt? We can go on and on about this. It's it's just a matter of I don't want to give the audience too much because then they'll overthink it and you know forget the stuff that you just mentioned because that's I think those are the most important <laughs> aspects of it. It's that's true. Yeah, there's there's other things to include like what law is being applied because especially if there's an employer employee relationship, you have to consider where the employee is working. So even if you have a jurisdiction clause in there or applicable law clause in there, it may not be enforceable. And then also if the non-compete is in conjunction with a acquisition or sale, 
then I would connect that non-compete to the acquisition or sale because it has some bearing to how enforceable it is, especially in certain states, i.e. California. So I think we answered the question. Well, I'm pretty sure we did. I think we did. It's another one of those questions that's really not that answerable within a couple sentences. So I think we did a good job and I'm going to go with that. And that's our Friday episode. Pat ourselves on the back. This would be a very good time to go to iTunes and and leave a review for the podcast because... Positive review. Yeah, positive review for the podcast or go to Yelp and uh, chat with us on their chat (laughs) function. Or no, go to talkto.com and send us a message. Oh, talkto.com. No one sent me a message on that. I'd like to get one someday. That's a request, by the way. All right. Thank you for joining us. Yep. Keep it sound and keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.